Welcome to the Y Carp Why Not Podcast. This is episode 36. Welcome to the Post-Literate Society. I'm your host, Jossi Carp, and let's talk about technology, writing, gadgets, gizmos, and the stuff of life that makes it interesting. A couple of weeks ago, I read an article that stated, as a fact, that we are living in a post-literate society. It wasn't even the most important point of the article, just a statement thrown in there as an aside. But it got me wondering what a post-literate society actually is, and if we are indeed living in one. So my first stop was a Google search, and naturally I hit upon a Wikipedia article that said that a post-literate society is a hypothetical society in which multimedia technology has advanced to the point where literacy, the ability to read or write, is no longer necessary or common. Whoa, there a moment. Unfortunately, I can't remember which article it was where I first heard that we were definitely living in a post-literate society, but I really want to ask the author if he or she really thinks that we are living in a society in which reading and writing has become unnecessary and uncommon. That's quite some statement. The Wikipedia article continues on to say that some people would be illiterate. They can read and write, but choose not to. And most everyone else consumes information by way of sound and images, radio, television, and of course, YouTube. Okay, I can concede that there are way more non-written information sources available today than there ever was before. This podcast, for example, provides information but does not require you to read at all, although I'm not really sure how different a podcast is from traditional radio that we've been listening to since it was called wireless back in the early 20th century. According to statistics, even modern written forms of communication aren't so literate anymore. 82% of Twitter users, Twitter where you have to write words, but 82% of Twitter users consume video on the platform. 45% of users watch half an hour or more of video on Facebook. Now, look at the statistics for online video content consumption. YouTube, the world's biggest consumer video hosting service, streams more than 500 million hours of video every day. Every 60 seconds, 72 hours of video is uploaded to YouTube. But it's not just YouTube, there's all the other services that host video content, which is consumed voraciously by modern society. They say that by 2021, it's predicted that every second, a million minutes of video, that's 17,000 hours of content, will cross global IP networks. 98% of Saudi Arabians watch video content online every day. One third of online activity worldwide is watching online video. So, if you're in any doubt as to whether or not video is big, well, yeah, it is. But just because we watch a lot of videos, it doesn't mean that we're living in a post-literate society, right? In 2010, Pew Research came out with the statistic that 69% of adults 
have used the internet to watch or download videos. Yes, and I'm sure that number is way higher now, but it only means that there is more content available to watch than there ever was before. If you think about it, the iPhone came out in 2007, making it easy to record and share digital videos. In other words, because the technology is available for everyone to create and share video content, it stands to reason that consuming video content is popular. Furthermore, streaming technologies and bandwidth have improved dramatically, making watching video content online a viable alternative to, say, watching TV. Physiology and psychology tell us that humans will almost always prefer watching a video than reading an article. Videos are said to be processed by the brain 60,000 times faster than reading text. If this is true, then there's a real cognitive reason why you would want to get the information you need from a video rather than from an article. Personally, when I go to a company's website to figure out what they do or what the product is that they're selling, I much prefer a one to two minute video that explains it all to reading pages of text that say the same thing. Video is easier and faster and requires fewer cognitive resources. And it's not just video. Remember, in a post-literate society, information is consumed in almost any technological way other than the written word. So let's talk about audiobooks for a moment. An audiobook is a book that is narrated and the consumer listens to it being read. Audiobooks can be dramatized with different voices for different characters, or it can be read by one person, sometimes even by the author. Audiobooks are an extremely popular way for enjoying fiction and non-fiction alike. Big name publishers like HarperCollins, Simon & Schuster and Penguin have gotten in on the act because why wouldn't they? Audiobooks is a $2.5 billion industry, with 26% of the US population alone having listened to an audiobook in 2017. These large publishing houses would have gone under years ago had they not released their books to audio format. Apparently, some publishers are even skipping the whole book publishing step altogether and are going straight to audio. But this doesn't really answer the question, does it? I mean, just because we download, stream and watch videos more than we have ever done before, and because we listen to audiobooks and podcasts in the car and while washing the dishes, it doesn't mean that we're living in a post-literate society. There's still a sizable market for printed books, or at least digital books where you actually have to read words. According to author earnings, the combined unit sales of ebooks and printed books far outweigh audiobooks. In dollar terms, ebooks and printed books leave audiobooks in the dust. And individually, ebook unit sales outpace printed books. But print books still earn more dollars than ebooks do. So the printed word is still king, at least in comparison to audiobooks. The book publishing industry is still in the multi billion dollar range. So, if we're still buying books, and you actually have to read, are we really living in a post-literate society? 
Okay. Let's put all the statistics aside for a minute. After all, statistics can be twisted to tell you the story you want to hear. I decided that I wanted to know what people out there in internet land think about this issue. So I posted a question on Quora and I got a couple of answers. Real views from real people. Kevin Archer wrote a long response to my question of whether we're living in a post-literate society or not. Here's part of what he wrote. A post-literate society is a statement of success to science, technology and manufacturing. Society guarantees no one fails. Literacy is not a quality desired in slave labor conditions at all economic levels. Electronic devices now program humans. A post-literate society is the end goal of a more sinister plan. Humans are concerned about an alien life form interaction. Perhaps the communication has occurred and all of humanity has been enslaved in less than 30 years. A silicon life force came to Earth as electronics. Now humans are required to have a silicon master to keep tabs on their location, interactions and programs different behavior in a matter of seconds. The silicon life form will see to it that electricity flows. You can go and read his entire answer on Quora. He raises some rather interesting points. Susan Caveney's answer is more my speed and I think she has some valid observations. She says, I don't think we're living in a post-literate society so much as a short attention span society. People who are on the net a lot get in a habit of expecting to get answers for things in less than 15 minutes. They don't read long books as often as previous generations. They don't want to play board games that take a long time. Even interactive video games have minor wins and losses every few minutes. There are very few things to entertain oneself that get major engagement these days that take more than a few minutes to do. The possible exception is watching movies and binge-watching series. I think I'm with Susan on this one. Yes, we view more video than we've ever viewed before. Yes, we listen to more audio content than we have ever listened to before. Yes, we have become used to writing as little as possible and then even shortening that, like writing the single letter K in a text instead of the two letter OK, which itself is short for OKAY, which is short for the original All Correct with different letters. But I, I digress. Schools still teach reading and writing as core skills. Even with the proliferation of video and audio, I think that it's very difficult to make a solid case that we are today living in a post-literate society. I couldn't imagine how hard it would be to function in society without the ability to read and write. I guess the closest I could come to this would be to spend some time in a non-English speaking country where their language is one that I don't understand. But even so, after a while, I'd pick it up to at least a rudimentary level. But the point here is that we're surrounded by words in the digital world and in the real world. Signs, instructions, 
contracts, menus, links on the internet, text messages, emails, even podcast scripts all use the written word. So I think that we're not living in a post-literate society, and I don't think that we're on our way to becoming one, although I will concede that the idea of our society evolving into one that uses only emojis and icons to communicate in written form is now a greater possibility than it has ever been since the days of hieroglyphics. I mean, it could happen, but it's not going to happen soon. Not even close. And now, one for your good morning. Remember the Eddie Murphy movie, Coming to America? where he was woken up by a full orchestra every morning? Well, I can't promise you that kind of opulence, but I can point you towards a device that will make waking up a pleasure for your senses. I flipped this story from New Atlas magazine into my online Flipboard magazine, Everyone Needs One of These, and I think you'll enjoy it. The article says, that the sensor-wake trio suggest the wafting scent of a cup of coffee or warm cookies to get your morning off to a better start. As well as sound and scent alarms, the new model adds a flickering light mode to make up the trio of components designed to wake you up in the gentlest possible way. It's not a full orchestra positioned in the balcony above your bed, but it's probably the next best thing. Check out my online magazine, Everyone Needs One of These, for new, interesting, and innovative products on Flipboard, a free app that you can download for your iPhone or Android device. Or you can go to www.ycarp.com magazine to flip through it on your desktop or laptop. Go to www.ycarp.com to see a list of resources I used for this week's podcast episode. And thank you to Kevin and Susan on Cora for your thoughtful and thought-provoking answers. New episodes of this podcast are published every week. Subscribe to Why Carp Why Not on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, TuneIn, or wherever you get your podcasts, so you never miss an episode. Please rate and share. It really helps people to find the podcast so they can enjoy it too. For comments, feedback, sponsorship opportunities, and submit ideas, contact me at whynot at whycarp.com. That's W-H-Y-N-O-T at Y-K-A-R-P.com or find me on Facebook or Twitter. Intro and outro music by bensound.com and Erokia. You've been listening to Why Carp, Why Not? I'm Yossi Carp. Thanks for listening.